Hello and welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This is episode 204, part 2. I normally do not give you a number, but the reason I'm doing so is because this week you are getting Iron Maiden What Ifs 2.0, part 2. If you want to hear part 1 first, it was released on August 22nd, just about almost a month ago. And it's basically a continuation of our what if conversation from then. So if you want to go back and hear the whole thing, listen to that one and then come back and listen to this one. So I'm just giving you a brief little introduction so you will not have any wonders of why is Steve just starting off asking Kirsty to continue a conversation that's not here. And with that, you're going to hear a conversation with the administrator the translator and the podcast historian, myself, as well as the flip-flop, the thong, the horseshoe guru, Matthew, who is still located technically in the kingdom, baby. So here it is. Enjoy it. Cheers, everybody. Kirsty, what do you have? What's another what if you got? Me again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? What else can I say? Um, all right. So, what if they recorded the Somewhere in Time tour properly the first time and released it? Would it be the more definitive live album than Live After Death? Mm. And of course, you don't know the set list, do you? Well, you could guess as far as the tracks that were coming off their latest album. I could, I could even tell you. Oh, okay. you Give it to that. us. Give it to yeah. us. So you got caught somewhere in time, two minutes to midnight, Sea of Madness. I don't know what that one is. I've got a, I've ever, might have a dodgy set list here. Children of the Damned, Stranger in Strange Land, Wasted Years, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Guitar Solo, Heaven Can Wait, Phantom of the Opera, Hallowed Be Thy Name, Iron Maiden, The Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills and Running Free. And is this saying that Live After Death did not get recorded, or it still got recorded? Well, you could do either, couldn't you? It's a what-if show. Okay, so if Live After Death existed, and they also recorded the Somewhere in Time tour, I don't think it would be the definitive... And and you're talking videos and everything, right? Kind of the same yeah. exact thing. Okay. I don't think it would be the definitive over Power Slave. I think Power Slave was just a bigger, more bombastic tour. Uh, everything I've seen of the stage and just everything that you see looks so much better and more uh, just eye-catching, you know? And, and I think the set list was probably better on that tour than it was on the somewhere in time tour. So I would say, no, I don't think it would be considered a definitive, but it would just be very cool to have. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting about that tour was the fact that they brought back Mariner again, you know, mm -hmm. usually something, something like that at 13 minutes, you know, it's taken up two or three songs. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what they did. But okay. If, Live After Death 
the video and the, the CDs and whatever had not come out, would it have been the definitive? Yeah, possibly, but being that Live After Death did come out, uh, I think that Somewhere in Time kind of dates itself to that era a little more than Power Slave, just because of the subject matter, the whole futuristic thing and, you know, the Blade Runner. Blade Runner is very 80s. Mm-hmm. But something like the Egyptian, you know, mythology and stuff like that is almost timeless. Right. And so it holds up better today than like a, I'm not going to, not to disrespect it, but like a little sci-fi venture that they did locks it into that little time period. And I don't think Live After Death did. But then set-wise as well, well, I think that it's a lot stronger. Maybe it's just because that's what I grew up with too. I don't know. But I think that's a lot stronger than the Somewhere in Time stuff. And I like Somewhere in Time, but I don't think that it overshadows what came with Power Slave. So, no, for me, like, okay, if there was no Live After Death and we still have the seventh tour of a seventh tour being recorded with Made in England, then you had the Donington show with No Prayer, oh, sorry, not No Prayer, with Fear of the Dark. Uh, would it have been then? I don't even think then that would be definitive. I think it would have gone to Seventh Sons tour. So, no, I don't think either way. I think that Live After Death would overshadow it. Just the way it's overshadowed, I would say most other things, with perhaps the exception of the Rock and Rio, which I don't think it's as good as Live After Death, but a lot of other people do. But that could also be that that was pretty close to my entry point, the Live After Death era. So maybe that's what it was. Those songs meant more to me than the set list that came a little later. Yeah, but have you ever heard Flight of Icarus on there? <laughs> yes, it's a banger, isn't it? I love that bit. Yeah. I reckon you're mad yeah, it like that. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to, I've got a, I thought I had a lot of good quality questions here, but I'm a lot. They all kind of, uh, have you, have you reached the bottom of that barrel already? No, no, no. I've got another interesting one. I thought because, uh, okay. So we're going to stick to the somewhere in time era. Uh, we all remember that, or at least we've all heard what Bruce brought to the table for the somewhere in time writing sessions or, Hey, here's what I've got. Here's my idea, right? Let's put out an acoustic album, right? You remember that Kirsty? I do remember that. Okay. So what if Steve had allowed Bruce to steer the ship on somewhere in time and Iron Maiden after power slave, after the live after death tour, put out a largely acoustic album and keep in mind that thrash music like uh P cells, master of puppets, uh, whatever the uh, rain and blood by Slayer uh, among the living, you know, all that stuff's in this era too. But what do you think the reaction from fans would have been? And what would have happened to iron maiden at that point? Matthew. Well, it's interesting not to define acoustic, but acoustic involvement. Because I was just thinking of sun, uh, songs like, you know, is it something like Ark of Space? Is he talking, you know, it's pretty full on that set. It's acoustic. Or is it something that has acoustic breakdowns, etc.? cetera, uh, which was basically where we are now. There's a lot of that sort of thing done. But it wasn't being done back in the mid-'80s, certainly not by them. 
would that have seemed really different? Uh, I don't know. I would be. I would like to have known what it was that he was bringing, and mm. to have heard it. Because I remember he said something. Or I've read something that he wanted it to be like one of the Led Zeppelin albums. Now I don't. I know that you know more about Led Zeppelin Curse than what I do, but I don't know yeah. if it was a reference to four Led Zeppelin four. And I don't know how different that that was within their catalogue. If it's like something that's way out of left field. Oh, the first four albums are pretty much the same. So they are. <laughs> then I, then I don't really. I'm sorry, a little bit later on. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, but yeah, it, it would never happen if it was all Arca space toned and stuff like that. No, then I would agree that that's not going to work, especially not in that time period. You know, with the other music going on around you, like you said, that more aggressive music was coming out. But if it was songs with acoustic breakdowns and stuff, like intros, and okay, look at Moonchild. Uh, look at Seventh Sun. Songs like that is that what he was referring to and they weren't ready for that at that point in time that's a totally different story if that was the case hmm. because i think that would have been appreciated but it just depends on how acoustically heavy but you're literally describing something that is a part of their lore i mean uh, like a phantom of not phantom of the opera but like a children of the damned or a remember tomorrow uh -huh. things like, like that son. yeah it had to be way more than that so so I'm guessing that's not what he had in mind because Steve said that he thought Bruce was ready for the funny farm with what he <laughs> came up with. So it must have been like a very big departure from what they were doing. Then I'd think that he'd be out of his mind to think that I mean, they could actually do that. But what if it did? What if it did? What if well, he what said, if, man, this is a great idea, like? Bruce? Would it be, would it be oh, like yeah. born in 58? I mean, you might have an album full of, uh, yeah, 50, Born in 58 kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, like Son of a Gun, that's cool stuff. I mean, we like it. But going from Power Slave into that, that's that's the other thing. I mean, taking consideration. Smallwood did the right thing and kept it all, uh, him and Steve, and kept it all in check and didn't let it happen. But it did happen. What if it did it, happen? Then we're probably not all speaking about things today. <laughs> because that trajectory could have just tanked. They well, this, could have come back. That's what I'm trying to ask yeah, you, Matt. Something that we talked about, like the way we talk about Fear of the Dark today, like um, and right. <laughs> yeah. that we're not that fond yeah, but, of, that, that happened. When Fear of the Dark came out, I don't remember all backlash on it. I just remember thinking that, oh, I, really, no. oh, I liked it at the start, but it quickly went away. But, yeah, I don't but that know. was also a different time musically as well. With uh, well, it's a different time. The technology for everyone to talk to everyone around the world and stuff like that. You know, we didn't have those opportunities. There's a good chance that I wasn't talking to anyone. Like I had mates into the, to metal and stuff, but they weren't listening to Maiden the way I was, and I couldn't have those conversations. But it doesn't change the the quality of that album. It just means I didn't have anyone to to speak to as an outlet as to what I thought of it. Kirsty, what if what if I had asked you to respond first? What would you have said? <laughs> well, I think the first Judeo album I bought was somewhere in time. So would I even, you know, be be the fan that I am today? I know? thought about that but as well when I asked this question. <laughs> one one thing I have read, I don't know, is that one of the songs that he had because he'd written some songs. Mm -hmm. One of the songs he had turned out to be "Run Silent, Run Deep." Okay. Oh, is that right? Which isn't an acoustic song now, so mm -hmm. it'd be very interesting to hear how that would have sounded. And I can't even imagine it, but 
you know, a lot of the songs change quite a lot over the time, don't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's well, it, really, really hard to imagine this this album. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You don't, you don't, can't, can't think that it could have happened. As you say, Evil That Men Do, wasn't that supposed to have started off as an acoustic track? Uh, something called Eagle Saws or something to do with an eagle. Oh, no, that's um, Can I Play With Madness oh, on the Wings that? of Eagles or something. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Yeah, acoustic in seven, eight time or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> massively changed. Okay, so uh, what do I think? What I, I don't know what would have happened either, but I think if they would have put out the album, because imagine that the album went along, because I think that Bruce, didn't Bruce help write Moonchild? Wasn't it him and uh, Adrian? Yeah. Because I think that that intro, Seven Deadly Sins and all that, I think that was part of like the type of stuff he was writing. So imagine if it just would have been, because an album, just a, I mean, I think in a band going out completely like going, you know what? We're going to, you know, we're going to shock the people. We're going to, this is going to be like our masterpiece, like Kiss putting out the Elder or something, you know, just something totally. This Maybe they were going to do a, um, what do they call it? The uh, concept album, but it was going to be this acoustic thing and it was just going to be their defining statement. They thought, you know, and, and it flops majorly uh, that all the momentum from power slave, you know, lost a lot of that. And uh, it would have taken some time to build back up because then instead of putting out seventh son, then you're, you're, you know, kind of like a dog with a tail between its legs, just trying to figure out where you can get, little bit of water, you know? I mean, I just can't imagine it would have been good. And it, I mean, it could have been the end of Bruce. Bruce could have got mad and left the band at that point. He could have said like, gosh, this is, this is everything I hoped for. It's everything I dreamed and it flopped. <laughs> but of course, cause you see, that's what happened in his solo career. It just didn't do anything near what he thought it would do. And he had to, uh, you know, like a dog with a tail, which was like, except he got to run back to the, uh, the, the King's table, you know, <laughs> but okay. So, uh, Kirsty, do you have any more questions? I don't know if you do or not, if you don't, I'll skip you and go to Matt, but what do you, do you have anything? Uh, what if they didn't use keyboards? Mm. And this, this was a question from my friend and it's a bit short. And I was thinking, but what if they used actual proper instruments? Because it's, it's just really, it feels like they could have done, like, especially on Dance of Death, it's very orchestrated, but it's all been done on keyboards. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, what if they did a concert with an orchestra? What songs would they use? Oh, that's a tough one. What, uh, Matt, how about you go first on this one? <laughs> okay, so the use of keyboards, I don't mind it. There's... Okay, there's one album that I haven't listened to in full, and I don't like the little use of keyboards that I've heard in that. They're very sharp. And yeah, that's disappointing on that album. It really annoyed me. There's a day, what was it, Stratego? I mm. was driving somewhere, and I thought it was my brakes squealing when I heard mm. that. Um, yeah, I don't like the use of them on that, but I do like them when they're used tastefully as background atmosphere, such as Seventh Sun. Uh, and I was thinking, I'm trying to think what the track was. I was listening to something just the other day, and I was conscious that I liked the you know, the ambience of the atmosphere that it created because it wasn't overbearing. It was just there nicely in the background. So I have no problem with that at all. 
Um, sorry, what was the second part of what you'd said? Oh, orchestration. Uh, if they used orchestration or and if they did a orchestra concert. <sighs> See, I don't know. I'm trying to think now, like when Kiss did that, Kiss Symphony mm-hmm. and Metallica S&M. And sometimes with some of the songs, I could see it working. Some of it just seemed forced, though, from both of those bands that did it. So I think that some songs would lend themselves, you know, something like Empire of the Clouds. Okay, yeah, I could see that working for sure. Uh, Other than that, I'm trying to think, would something like Hallowed work? Perhaps. Um, But if you start looking at something like Phantom of the Opera or Iron Maiden, I don't think so. Wasted. No, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that they would try and do something like that because most of their music, I don't think, lends itself to that. There are some, but I certainly don't think you could put a whole show on. I think if they had never used keyboards, I, I think it just would have taken away from a lot of the uh, sometimes the majesticness of a song, the power of a song, like something like Blood Brothers. You know, something like, um, gosh, what was the other one I was thinking? Whatever. It's just... Angel and the Gambler? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you take, you know, the big, the the keyboards that are just to add to the um, feel of a song and the effect of a song and just the, the bigness of a song, I, I think that a lot of the songs would still be good, but we would never know what we were missing. And so if they didn't have keyboards at all, it'd still be the same. Mostly we just, cause we wouldn't know, but I think we would be missing out on a lot of, uh, I think, I think it improves a lot. I mean, they're good enough without it, obviously, but I think with it, it's just, it's just an added layer of, uh, of greatness. Yeah. Yeah. It just gives everything more texture. Everything just, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 it kind of creates a mood too, you know, more of a, you get just more caught up into the stuff sometimes. So I don't know. It's something like um, the red and the black, but you know, that, that later portion where it's very musical or it's all musical, mm-hmm. you know, I think it adds very nicely to that. But yeah, if it's what I heard on um, Sinjutsu, I was like, oh, this is too much. It's, it's just too high. I don't need it this high in the mix. Well, for what it's worth, I don't mind what it does in Stratego. It doesn't bother me. Um, oh, I don't care for it. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like the song. It distracts me within the song. Yeah, wait till you hear the rest of it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I never will. Like, yeah, like just ground. Oh wait, was I supposed to ask that other question? Oh, I do have another what if. This one, next one, it wouldn't involves Matt though. So he already heard the what if I have <laughs> about yeah, that. I just remembered as soon as you said that, I remember the conversation. You were like, dang, why'd I say that? Mm. Um, no, but I, and if, if they were going to do an album, I think it would be really cool to have them do an album with an orchestra because it would just, you know, it would just make the songs more lush. It's like take, takes caught somewhere in time. Perfect example. It just had, it just has a certain feel about it when that comes in. And, it, and I mean, it would have been good too. If you just had a guitar strum, which I guess it was a guitar. It was just a keyboard guitar or whatever. Was it? Maybe it was like the guitar that the lead singer or the guy in Voyager plays, you know? <laughs> That's a key guitar. And um, mm. uh, Iron Maiden had guitar since, so it's just yeah. uh, an effects 
But if they, they just would have DTY. done everything straight, you know, it would have been. It still would have been good. It wasn't a keyboard album, but it's it's got such a great sound. Yeah, I think all the albums have got different yeah. sounds from the keyboards. Like I really like it on Seventh Son. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. his chorus and stuff like that. And then I think a Brave New World and Dance of Death kind of sounds a bit like an orchestra. So then I'm thinking, well, you could have used, you know, like Bruce and Adrian have used um, strings on their albums. Sure. And it sure. sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's when there's less is more. Like, number is just so heavily concentrated and soaked in key. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I was thinking some of the some of the epics would lend themselves to, you know, concert. I was thinking, um, like, Passchendaele, Dance of Death. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was thinking maybe, like, the parchment would be really good with an orchestra. Okay. That's a song on um, the newest album, Matt, FYI. What's it called? The Parchment. The Parchment. <laughs> I'll have to try and remember that. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> it's a Maiden song, you say? <laughs> it's by Iron Maiden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 12 yeah. minutes. Oh, okay. And a bit. I, could, I could listen to three or four other classic songs or one other yeah. uh, post-2000 mm. track. Yeah. Listen to Parchment. Okay, Matt. It's time for you to ask us another what if. A what if. Okay. So this is a little tongue-in-cheek, I guess. A little oh, bit here of, we go. No, no, no. Nothing to do with hooks in you or anything like that. I'll leave the greats alone. What but, if that had been a good song? <laughs> you know, I'll go back to YouTube again, and I'll tell you that every comment that I read on the live version of that track was uh, everyone loved it. I didn't see any bad comments. But that's because there are people who are seeking it out who like the song it's biased i'll stavros over this you're not gonna like look it up on youtube if you hate it are you i'll stavros over this and he was going to do that and go and leave a negative comment (laughs) anyway no what i was going to say was what if so the track fear of the dark if they had never played that at rock in rio would that mean that on the last tour that i went to when i was in denver with you steve Mm-hmm. Would I have had a chance? Would I have a chance for a bathroom break from a little boy? Do you think that this song is still around in the set now, like every tour, because of that Rock in Rio version? If they had never played it in Rock in Rio, would we still be hearing that now on every every tour? So the what if? What is the what if part of this though? If what if they hadn't done that in Rock in Rio, or that Rock in Rio all was the, um, documented? The fans hadn't sung along to the. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no way is that song still in every set list if that Rock and Rio did not have that on it. No way. So, so the Brazilians are fair and square. The reason that that we've still got to listen to this song. Hey, look, I I liked. I don't mind hearing that song live. It's a great, fun single. They made it. The Brazilians should get a writing credit on that song. I'm pretty sure nobody minds hearing it. They just would rather hear something, something else. else because there's like a really massive back catalogue and there's no need for it. I but think so. because that happened, everybody wants to sing along to the riff and it's become part of the... Did you mean everybody else wanted to sing along to that riff? Yeah. i got bathrooms and merchandise to go and get. <laughs> I don't like to leave the room while I'm made in a plane. Well, I had, uh, I had no choice if, that if night. I had, if I had to... That would be probably the place that I would go. Yeah, I had a young lad that wanted to go to the bathroom, and I made him wait two or three songs. 
Mm. Like, wait for this, wait for this, because this is coming on. Yeah, wait, yeah. Fear of the dark, time to go. Let's go. Bathroom and a shirt. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, I guess it's my turn to ask a what if. <laughs> this is th- now. This is a big, huge stretch, and I know you guys are going to understand how much of a stretch, how much of a real what if this is. The mm-hmm. consequences of this is what I want you to answer. I think we may have already answered him anyway, but well, let's see. What was the the album like? You'd say Number of the Beast is the album that probably just off the charts when Maiden released it and because Bruce was new and everything, right? Right. Okay, okay. What if this album I'm going to name had the same effect on the world as Number of the Beast? So, the what if is, what if Fear of the Dark had been an amazing album and just blew up. Kirsty. Well, and are they already as big as they are before Fear of the Dark? Or? Yes. Like we're in the timeline. They're, they're, in the same place. So up to, up to No Prayer, they've had a similar type of career. Mm-hmm. But then Fear of the Dark blows up and is immense. Yes. Would they continue to make more straight ahead rock songs rather than going down the um, proggy trajectory, maybe? Um, would it have changed anything that happened? Yeah, well. Or what would it have? I'm yeah. thinking it might have changed their songwriting style. Mm-hmm. Bruce, Bruce might have stayed. Um, there might be more Fear of the Dark songs still coming out every year in the concerts because they'd be like classic hits. Mm. Do I have any weekend warriors out there? <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is, um, yeah, it's really um, like a parallel universe, this one, isn't it? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know, like, how this is going to, you know, maybe we wouldn't have any other albums that we've got today because they wouldn't be, they'd be writing more straight ahead rock. It'd be more like lots of tattooed millionaire style songs forever. And I I would, I would like look back at the classic era fondly as the time when I used to like Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? So for a, just a moment, and I thought that'd be really cool if that album, okay, I'm thinking about their timeline going as it did. They've already had all those albums in place. They've gotten to um, Fear of the Dark. And obviously the tracks must have been different because this album that as is could never have done this, but what if and that exploded and took them through the stratosphere for a moment, I thought that would be awesome. But then I thought of another band that that happened to. And I think of, and they were albums into their career. And then I think about what it did to that band, at least to me, a band that now they were heavy, they were hard, 
and <laughs> now they're getting up to all sorts of stuff. Uh, they're trying to be all artsy. They're trying to be very scenish. We want the makeup. We'll give each other a kiss and all this stuff because we can do whatever. Yeah. And you know, you know who I'm referring to. Yeah. I thought you were going to be talking about that Metallica for a moment. He is. Oh, like with a black talking, album, like with a black ex- album blowing up, and then that's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, it is. Oh, sorry. And then I thought you were talking about Kiss, and I was like, oh. No, no. Like where the guys in the band <laughs> oh, yeah. are giving each other kisses and stuff like this, where you know we're we're so cool, we're beyond cool, and it went from music to image to maybe trying to get your musical integrity back after that. But I'm glad that didn't happen to Maiden. Yeah. Because yeah. I would, that would be my, I don't think that they would follow that, those sorts of trappings, but it would concern me that they did. Because if you break through to the mainstream, like Metallica didn't, good for them. But, you know, what do they care? What they lost, they picked up, you know, hand over fist in, in fans and stuff like that. But, I wouldn't like to have seen Maiden do that. I want them to be really strong and, you know, loved by whoever, but not at the cost of their musical integrity and moral integrity and whatever. So, no, I'm glad that, you know, metal's supposed to be underground and whatever. But, yeah, I don't want anything to – I don't want Maiden to follow Metallica's path, what they've done, because it's just watered – Watered them down. I don't care how heavy their stuff is now. Like they lost me a long time ago, and they won't get me back. I have no interest in them. Not yeah, being bad against them, but I would hate to think that Maiden would follow that, and I would lose that connection. You know, with something that I'm invested in and love so much. So what you're saying is you don't want to come into town next week and see Metallica with me? Oh yeah, sure. When's that? <laughs> next weekend. <laughs> wait, wait for me at the window. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in Colorado waiting for you. <laughs> no, I I really like those the early albums. And then after all that nonsense went on in the 90s, they lost me. I don't want – and I think that they – too much happened. Yeah, that black album exploded, and look what happened because of it. I, would, I don't want to see that happen to Maiden. It won't happen now, and I'm glad it didn't happen then. You know what's funny is I, me and Vanessa went to eat a while back at a restaurant, and I was wearing uh, – gosh, what was I wearing? I was wearing a Maiden shirt. Uh, and this kid behind the counter looks like he's about 18, 19 years old, and we're ordering our food or whatever, and he just goes, hey, I like your shirt, man. And it was one of the Iron Maiden soccer jerseys, like oh, the okay. uh, like a West Ham, but it said Maiden on the front. And then I he walked off, and he came back, and I go, oh, do you do you like this because of the, the football team or the uh, band? He goes, oh, because of the band. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. So we were ch- chatting a little bit, and, and he's like, well, and I just, I didn't think, I thought, you know, I don't want to bother the guy or anything i'm not gonna go oh hey i got a podcast hey here here's some stickers for my podcast uh i i just i go uh oh so uh or, or i i think i would he came to our table and brought us our food and i go and he goes what other kind of stuff do you like man and i'm just going like oh my gosh like and i just go oh man i like a lot of stuff you know like you know megadeth and juice priest and just blah 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 he goes i go what do you like and he goes oh man i like metallica and and I and no, I think he, I think I must have asked him, and he said, "Yeah, I like Metallica and Megadeth and blah blah." And I go, "Really?" I said, "I love Megadeth." And I go, "Like, well, what Metallica do you like?" He's like, "Oh man, I like Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets." And I'm like, "This kid's 18. He's not saying Death Magnetic and and uh, Lulu." That's probably a reason as to why he's saying the ones he did. Sane anger. <laughs> 
But yeah, you're very. That's very good point that you made there, though, about the Black Album just completely exploded. And I remember that when that happened back then, and it was just like it was kind of cool at first because you had never seen it really happen. Yeah. But then, I loved it. I thought that was great that that happened. Oh, I didn't dislike. I, I did like the album when it came out. Oh yeah, I liked the album, but I was I, I was really happy that a band that I liked was really famous and popular for some reason yeah and, um, and on the surface that's good yeah but it changed them yeah yeah that's the problem well it allowed them to be more artistic and do things but at the same time it you know they they probably would have went somewhere different because they had that but if they never blew up and they still were having to fight a little bit to because you know and justice for all blew up pretty good mm-hmm. but nothing like that one that one made them I mean, yet um, they went from, you know, one was the, you know, their ballad and, you know, fade to black and stuff like that to nothing else matters and stuff. So, and I've got no problem with them doing a track like nothing else matters. Yeah. I I wonder, were they, yeah, and this is not about Metallica. I just wonder, were they chasing? Did they have something? And then they just wanted to chase it after they come out. Just keep following that until it's like, you know, we got to get back to our roots and whatever. Well, by then it was too late. They had, I don't know, but like I say, they they lost me and gained a hundred other people for every one of me that they lost. Yeah, or more than that. So good for them. But they also, I do respect what they did in the fact that they blew up doing a certain thing, and then they just kind of said, "Hey, you know what? We're going to go do something completely different now." I I really do respect that for the artistic, you know, value of it of saying. You know, they went out and put, I can remember hearing, uh, what was it? Until it sleeps the first time on the radio and just being like, oh my, you know, like as a metal fan back then, I certainly didn't appreciate it. I was like, God, what happened? Oh my gosh. It's like, I wasn't expecting, cause I, I didn't love the black album, but I did like it to a certain some good degree. tracks on there. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. 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 But it's like, I respect what they did, but at the time I didn't really like it. Nowadays, like I heard until it sleeps a bunch of years later and I was like, man, this song's really good. I, I always, I, yeah, I always like that. I like those two albums, but yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, uh, but they got all artsy, like Blood and Semen on the, you know, get out of here covers and stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. They just lost the plot. They were stealing Matt's album cover ideas, Kirsty. They're the original art piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I think if it was an amazing album, uh, just to throw my two cents in, I do. I think Bruce would have. Let's say he would have stuck around. Like if it was Black Album big, then yeah, it's you can't even. It almost makes you wonder if Bruce ever. I don't think he would have left. He would have. No, that's no. I think that changes everything. If that yeah, that that kind of. But I mean, but then you look at it, and Jason Newstead left after a while. So and how did he go? Yeah, but he was he was satisfied with what he did. He didn't care. He. He he's never okay. You, you did what he wanted to do. Yeah, you've never seen Jason Newstead coming back and and like you know certain guys and certain bands that were makeup kind of saying like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm, if they'll if they give me the right amount of money, I'll come back and play with them. You've never seen Jason Newstead ever say, man, I, you know, anything about trying to get back in Metallica ever. You never ever. And you know, he went and he did his own thing, and I mean, I think he did well with his money, as everybody knows. But yeah, I think if um. But yeah, I think I think yeah, it's hard to. I really didn't think about that much like that. But uh, if it became the biggest band in the world, without 
Adrian in the band as well, then there's probably maybe no reason to have a 2000. Well, obviously you're not having a, a reunion yeah, in 2000. No reason to get Adrian back. No reason for Adrian to get back. Maybe Adrian's like, man, I wish Def Leppard would have picked me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that it definitely would have, uh, but then, yeah, but then who knows what it would have created beyond that. Maybe because Steve is so driven. God, that, it just, it, it's really be interesting to, to know what Steve and Rod would have kind of went for after that. It would have been really interesting. It would have been very interesting. So, so, uh, so Kirsty, what kind of what if questions do you have left? Uh, what if they didn't play A Matter of Life and Death? in full and because everyone complained about that does that mean that they've been playing a little bit more safe than they would have done since then when they're picking their set lists hmm matt what do you think i think that that may not have been the popular thing at the time for people to see because everyone's so bent on the past the Okay, there's people like us, and you know, and probably a lot of people, not everyone that listens to this podcast, but many of us all want to hear new music from Maiden. Mm-hmm. We go to the shows. I want to hear, okay, you know, I do want to hear new music. It's, it's really, really ironic that what yeah, he's I, saying I, right I, now, Kirsty. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a way, in a way, I get it, though. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Oh, I've totally lost myself now. I want to hear new music from Maiden in general. You're in luck, Matt. You are in luck right now. I got seven songs that I'm going to send you on MP3. <laughs> well, actually, you don't need to because I've got the album. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's in the car still. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back then, even now, there's people that don't want to hear the new stuff because all they knew was the old stuff. But there's a lot of people that look back now and think, that was really cool. They did it once. They haven't done it again. And I was there for it. And you know what? I wish that I could have seen something like that back then. I reckon it would have been awesome. Uh, or even now. Oh, actually, you know, probably not now with some of the tracks where they're all just too long, one after the other, even though that was a long album. But I like that they take those chances. I think that they play things too safe now with their set list. I wish they had. I know they're not going to mix it up. like Metall- I really do admire Metallica for the way they mix their shows up. And I know that they'll come out and say, well, our lighting production goes with the songs. And, well, to me, the music's more important than your stage show. And I'd rather hear, you know, some deep cuts and stuff like that or mix your set list up. But that's what I think. I just think that they're... um, Yeah, yeah, I got you. They're they're a bit safe. But I would like to have seen something like that. Yeah, I'll say um, that's, that's a very interesting thought. Um because I really think that they haven't played it safe since then because they went out and they did the final front. I mean, think about this. They didn't put it out as an album, the live album. Obviously I think there's a rumor that it, the, you know, the night they were going to record or something that was the night the power went out or something happened at the arena. Yeah. They were, and for whatever, which I don't know that I totally believe that because I can't believe they would have only filmed one show or recorded one show for that. I'm sure there's a, there's, I mean, there's shows on YouTube (laughs) that sound, you know, professionally recorded, but that said, 
They did the Final Frontier tour. They did what five or six of those songs. That was a really good tour. Well, at least the show I saw. Yeah. Because I only played El Dorado as a new track, but for me. But that was before the album came out. It was. So they were kind of on the tour cycle, but they were just giving a teaser, I guess. Yeah. But but five or six albums plus. On top of that, then they released it as a live album, which was where I, I'm very thankful because I didn't see that tour. Uh, Book of Souls, literally the same exact thing. Five or six songs. Uh, Sinjutsu, obviously that's been a really odd tour because, well, how many are they doing right now? Well, they're, they've done seven, haven't they, actually? Yeah, if you combine them. So right now they're doing, are they doing five right now? They're doing five now, and yeah. they've done two. Two that were on the first leg or whatever. Uh, I have to say, this isn't my question. This is a question that my yeah. friend gave to me to ask. And I thought, do they play it safe? Well, to clarify, by playing it safe for me, because, not the new tracks, it's so the, they, the other tracks. They don't mix it up, and they, they don't ever change the set list. And if they play a classic, Yes, they do their album tour and they play a lot of songs from their tour, which is mm-hmm. excellent. But then when they play their back catalogue on the album tours, it tends to be the same songs. I, I, I think you have maybe your maybe staples. That, maybe that's what he means. Um, but Well, I'll say this. I think they're staples, you know. But then mm-hmm. look at the Legacy Tour. You know, they put in For the Greater Good of God, which... Who was clamoring for that other than, you know, yeah, kind of the I diehards? He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, they brought back Flight of Icarus after mm-hmm. not having played it for so long. Uh, they did um, Where Eagles Dare. You know, they did The Klansman and Sign of the Cross. I mean, I think it's to a certain degree they don't play it too safe. But, of course, they, they're always going to play Iron Maiden. You know, there's certain things that... I think you have to kind of play. And I mean, I whether we all want something different, I, I understand. But at the same time, there's certain things you got to play. I mean, if you go take uh, your kid to the, see Iron Maiden for the first time and, and you want it. Yes, you, you I'm want, hoping to. Yeah, exactly. You want them to hear Hallowed Be Thy Name. You want She's them to hear like hear Run to the Hills. Run to the Hills. Yeah. So, you know, some of those, um, I understand why they do that. So, yeah, I don't know if they'd play. I think. I think they get the mixture right of, mm-hmm. you know, new new stuff and classics, and what we've known from doing our polls and everything is that every single Iron Maiden fan has mm-hmm. very different ideas about what's the their favorite songs. So it's very difficult. I was telling someone the other day, everyone, my one of my favorite things. You know, I have a lot of qualms with Bruce and issues with Bruce, but one of my favorite things is when they're on, there's that picture of where they're on that tour and someone threw something on stage and it says, play the classics and he mm. rips it in half. Yeah. Mm. Like, 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 like these colors don't effing run like, you know, but yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, they, I think they do what they have to do to play a certain amount of just, you know, Hey, we're going to do these things, but I think they do a good mix. Like you said, so. I think their boldest statement was the early days tour because I thought that was really good when they went back and did all those old stuff. And I'd like to hear some of those mm. old tracks again. I don't need yeah. to hear. I get that people want to hear the trooper, but you know what? You've also got aces high. You've got two minutes to midnight as well for mm. all these classic era fans. There's still plenty to go around. You just need to pick one or the other. Let's put the trooper in tonight. 
let's put Aces High in place of the Trooper. Let's use Two Minutes to Midnight instead. Let's use Number of the Beast instead. Because it's just songs. I don't want to hear all those songs every tour. I get that there was a time when that was my first show and I could see whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just because they're going to bring out a live album. Then it's okay. Well, here's the 31st version of the Trooper. Mm-hmm. Well, I needed that. That's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have time for one more question. And Kirsty, I hate to say this, but we're going to end on a Matt question. <laughs> so Matt. Excellent. <laughs> wow, this this might be very quick. Let me run through this stuff right. that I heard here. Okay, you know what? This would be very hypothetical. What if one and it could never happen, I don't believe this could ever happen. What if what if one of the members of Maiden committed some sort of heinous crime or we found out some oh. heinous moral um like Gary Glitterish. Okay, I wasn't yeah. saying that. But you can okay. go in whatever direction you want. Could we separate the art from the artist, like the three of us personally? Mm. And what about on a bigger scale? Would there be? Could they be cancelled? Are they too big to be cancelled because of the likes or maybe the the actions of one person? Or is it one and done? You're all gone. You're all in the same boat. That's Iron Maiden. They do this. They do that. What do you Can think, you Kirsten? separate the artist and the art? Yeah, so, that would be a sad day. But there's like six of them, aren't there? Mm-hmm. And only one of them. So in a way, it'd be easier to separate the art from the artist than if it was, say, Gary Glitter then, um, because he's just one person. Yeah. Um, it would be it'd be disappointing. You might not feel like being so such a out and proud Iron Maiden fan anymore and I, I probably <laughs> yeah. would be very glad that I didn't have an Iron Maiden tattoo but um, mm. yeah I, I reckon I reckon I'd still I'd still listen because it's only one of them but I, it would definitely it would affect me would it matter very disappointing is there one member that it would matter <laughs> wait like what if it was I'm thinking what if it was Steve <laughs> Not for you. Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying Adrian. I'm talking about what Steve if it was Harris Steve or Bruce? Steve Harris is the main person. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking, what if it was Dave Murray? That's why he's smiling all the time. <laughs> oh, Matthew. <laughs> golly. Leave it to Matt. Yeah, or or, or Kirstie, uh, or is that why Matt's smiling all the time? I can't, I can't see it. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I just think, yeah, it's just, it's just one of them. It's sad. It will affect me for a while. It'll be like when people didn't want to listen to Hallow Be Thy Name or couldn't listen to it the same after they yeah. found out about the plagiarism, but on a much worse level. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd still listen. Yeah. The, oh, sorry, you got what were you going to say, Steve? Well, I was going to say, as far as the other part of the question, the cancelled part, I think that in today's world, I, th- I think that there's certain areas that they wouldn't allow Iron Maiden back in. Like, I think there's certain countries. Well, that... they already had that. What do you mean? Well, I mean, we're the certain countries that they weren't allowed into in the I'm, first place. I'm not talking about because of the satanic stuff. I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I don't know what you're referring. I, I, the only thing I can think of when you mention all that is because of the Gary Glitter thing. You automatically think of like just child stuff. And, and if, I think if that happens, there's a lot of places that would, 
get an uproar from a, a, a small, I don't know how big the people, the amount of people would be, but a small group of people. Well, it could be something like that, or it could be like political motivations and, you know, sure. things that have happened here. You better get this show canceled. If you can't, if you, if you let this band come and play here, we won't ever do business with you. You know, you got people that uh, pay money to advertise and all that kind of stuff that could get involved too. So I'm assuming they're membering questions out now, but maybe they're not. You're, you're, right. you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to kick whoever it is. That, but if it's Steve Harris, it's, or if it's, it's Bruce. It's over. If it's Steve, if it's yeah. Steve Harris, it's over. It's his band. So if the band's over at that point, then. Obviously, it's going to tarnish their legacy too. Just to, yeah. and and like Kirsty said, you're not going to want to be that guy, you know, uh, like uh, Jose and Uruguay, you know, showing everyone, look at my trooper tattoo or you know my Aces High tattoo. You're going to be like kind of going like, uh, yeah, how much of those tattoo removals? You know? <laughs> but you know, I mean, it really yeah, would gonna have like a giant Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, it's Papa Papa Maiden from the Flight Six Six Six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it, it, <laughs> it, it would just be really ugly. Yeah, and I can't. Uh, the canceled I can't part. We're ending on this, Matt. This is. Really I know. Sad. Great. He he always has a way of bringing the sh- bringing a. You know, we're all going down with the ship here, apparently. So, um, would I now? Let me say for me. If it was Steve Harris, it would be really. It would make it more difficult. But I feel like, I feel like I would just be like, look. I like Iron Man music. Now there might be a time where I would just have to kind of step away and go, you look, you know, welcome to uncle Steve's Voyager zone or something with Kirsty, you know, something yeah. different. You'd have to, def- I'd probably have to change the name of my podcast or I'd, I would get canceled, you know, or I probably wouldn't have a choice. I'd probably just get canceled. So, but you know, the best thing about this question is we won't have to worry about it. Cause right. 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 Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, a what if. it's, a, it's the, the most depressing uh, dark what if leave it to Matt to just end us on the darkest black well, note yeah for thanks me, a for lot me, Matthew you're welcome I do what I do <laughs> do what I can but for me it'd be a bit of a cliffhanger ending because I don't know how I would end it, like I really, because I, this is something I've been involved in now for decades heavily involved in. oh, I'm not talking about the heinous crimes or anything <laughs> I mean listen <laughs> to clarify that yeah it'd be a bit easier to um, ditch a band if you were just a casual fan yeah because i think about um what's his name nugent stuff like that he had the crux of this question but because you and me have had conversations before steve the art and the artist and absolutely kind of went yeah. next level yeah on that was where i was thinking well if a person gets convicted there's a big difference between being convicted of a crime and being accused of something or just be stuff being said to you know gary glitter was convicted and is rotting in prison, you know, best I know of. So, yeah. Then there's the guy from, um, God, I can't think. I know his name. Uh, the, uh, the White House thing. God, what's it? Oh, Jeff, uh, yeah. Jeffer from, God, I can't even see the name. Iced Earth. Iced Earth. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking of different people like that because basically that Iced Earth is over. Yeah. Because what he did. He was Iced Earth, I guess, is what yeah. I understand. And so. that's kind yeah. of where I was drawing that from. So, he, so that would, would be like, Steve Harris, because yeah, could you separate what he's done from his art? So I think that this could be the last "what if" we have for a while. 
because oh, did I break it? That's just well, no, ruined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I think you know it's 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 hard to come up with a lot of questions. I think what would yeah, be really cool is if people would I you know direct message us some or you know direct message me some questions or Kirsty. Uh, don't don't send them to Matt because he's just terrible with technology. <laughs> but if you if we got enough questions, I think it'd be fu- kind of fun to do a. Uh, a what if episode based on questions that, that we didn't come up with that other people came up with. So How would they do that? that's great because we're kind of running on empty now. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm feeling like. Well, you can, you can send a direct message on Twitter to me, to the podcast or to Kirsty. You can also uh, email it Matt to, to where, to where do you mean? Iron Maiden podcast at gmail.com. Iron Maiden podcast at gmail.com. It is. And if, if you've got time to send in a question, you might have time to send something else in. What would that be, Matt? I don't know. Maybe you've got a story you haven't told that you want to share with us all that we would all like to hear. Yeah. There's if you if you do, what would we do with that, Kirsty? Um, you would send an email and with uh, some bullet points of like your life history and how it intertwines with your listening to Iron Maiden and going to see concerts, etc to steve and he'll get back in touch with you and set up a time to do have a chat and then we'll all listen to it and we'll all become great friends oh, absolutely think, think we had this scripted wouldn't you i think i can get rid of matt now Kirsty. you've got it down oh. you finally you made him oh. hey, wh- redundant wh- wh- what's the movie what's the movie okay the movie falling down with michael douglas it wasn't very good was it no there's a part where they're dragging a guy out of a bank and Michael Douglas sees it, and he says he was non. Oh gosh, I can't think of the word he calls him. He, he says, um, like he was basically not n- necessary. Not it wasn't. It wasn't non-essential. There's a very specific word. I know Willie Valavertis probably driving, screaming huh. the word from this this movie down. Uh, you know, Is he's it redundant. I don't know because I've never seen the movie, <sighs> so I unfortunately I can't help you. Oh. I can't remember what it is right now. I'll re- I'll get it. And you told me the whole plot, and now I can't be bothered to. Yeah, I'll I'll. Are you going to punish me by giving me my Sunday nights back? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh. Please, please don't go, Matthew. <laughs> I will figure it out, and we will let you all know later, or you'll see it on a tweet quote next week. So, with all that. Thank you for listening. Kirsty, thank you for uh, being here. Matthew, thank you for being here. Yeah. Pleasure. And bye, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble. Give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And Always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Ain't always look on the bright side of life Come on 
quite absurd And death's the final word You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your scene Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow So always look on the bright side of 